All right. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John, and welcome back to the Cold Take Podcast. Today, I'm here with our co-host, Christian. Nice to meet you. And in case you pay any attention to our surroundings, we do have a new studio um, with some fancy wood here. Um, the it's old not studio. finished. It's not finished yet, but it will be finished soon. It's finished as far as it's noticeable on the um, cameras. So... As far as this studio, um, I think we will be using the other one occasionally, but this one is a lot more easier to access, and um, we have dedicated equipment now. Things should sound a bit better because we do have these same microphones and all of that nonsense. we got a nicer table, so we're not just slouching in our chairs. And um, over the next few weeks, we will have some more to offer as far as content goes because um, Jordan, our producer, and I uh, are going to be going to Ohio this weekend to go collaborate with um, another content creator. So that'll be fun to talk about. Um, Unfortunately, I won't be there. So again, you'll see me at other episodes, but in this one, it'll be my first episode uh, with everybody and the new team, I guess. But um, for many episodes, when people are traveling, I probably won't go because I have a more busy schedule. But I'll be here for most of the time. Yeah, so basically, um, with that whole situation is Christian will be around whenever we do the local episodes, and if he has the chance to travel with us, then he will. Um, before we had the name for the cold take and like the new studio and everything, we were filming in the studio that we did the the that I did the episode with Lexi in. Um, and um, for anybody that doesn't pay attention since then, or that not doesn't pay attention, but it hasn't been part of this whole audience since then. It was basically um, a separate studio that had a different kind of look, um, but we had filmed a couple separate episodes and we had a different name and everything like that. But this new name, new logo and everything like that is um, what we like more and it allows us to be more organized and something that we're actually more proud of. But that wasn't really too established of a thing anyways. So it was a good time for us to figure out exactly what we want um, but this will be the most consistent setting that we will be seen in. And myself and Christian are probably going to be the most consistent, um, hosts or co-host of the podcast. I will probably be on every single one. Um, but, um, I didn't get to the chance in the last episode in episode one with Lexi, which Christian wasn't around for, unfortunately. Um, Correct. he wasn't available that night or that day. Yeah, it was day. Um, Basically, uh, I didn't get the chance to talk about the context of the podcast or anything like that. So basically what we're going to be doing is we have some guests planned over the next few months, few weeks, things like that. Um, but for the most part, this isn't really just a niche podcast where we talk about one thing like true crime or mystery or anything like that. Exactly. It's just general entertainment, pop culture, things like that. So we're looking to have guests on over time. Um, we have some TikTokers planned already. I've got a couple of YouTubers that I talk about or talk to um, I actually have a couple of politicians that I have planned, which oh, should geez. be very interesting because I don't like getting super political on the podcast, but I'm not going to sit there and like have like debates. Our podcast is more relevant to what's going on in the current and anything that's most popular, but spoken to in a more like casual way where you, it doesn't really matter what the viewpoint is. We just kind of talk about it just to talk about it, just for people to understand, kind of like news, but... Yeah, hit the table, John. <laughs> kind of like the news, but instead of having a viewpoint or having one side, we just kind of talk about it for you to understand what it's about. Yeah, talk about the context rather than, I mean, I'll put my own opinion into some things <laughs> anyways, but I'm not going to put my opinion into like politics and stuff like that unless That's it's fine. something like huge. I'm not going to be like, oh, look at this that Biden said because he's our president. Um, but I will talk about this. Um, Britney Spears is trending on Twitter because she posted a few pictures of her notes in the last... Uh, Two hours ago, actually, because um, today is Thursday, January 13th. Um, uh, this is going to be it's the day uh, after my birthday. Old. Oh, yeah. Christian is now 21. Mm. It's time to get crunk. I'm all right. I'll be drinking on the podcast eventually. I'm not really into that. So for anybody that doesn't know, uh, apparently Britney Spears was in like a conservatorship thing for, what, 10 years, something like that. Do you know what that is? No, I don't know what that is. So... Um, you know, hit me, baby, one more time, singer. Uh huh. Yeah, I know who that is. She was under a, a a contract saying, like, I'm pretty sure it was that her dad controlled all of her finances, like all pretty much all of her life and everything, and like yeah. restricted her on where, like, when she can talk to press and things like that. So, um, essentially, she wasn't in charge of her own life. He mm -hmm. was in uh, in a very toxic way. Um, 
So just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so, um, a, a judge ordered the conservatorship to shot, to stop, which means that she has like free reign over all of her finances, where she lives. Um, I kind of heard about like this. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, not everybody knows all the details. So I assume that these are in relation to that, but I haven't read it. So I'll be reading through it here. Um, it probably has something to do with that because that's which, why she's been trending for months now. Um, so she uploaded a few screenshots of her notes onto Twitter and it says, so I got really sick last night, 104 degree fever, maybe higher. Not sure because I stopped checking. I'm never sick. So if I do get sick, I'm a drama queen. I need a leave for the pain in my head. I had nothing. I called my security asking, can you please go get me something to relieve the pain in my head? My fever is pretty high. And immediately he said, sorry, no, I can't leave the premises. I have to stay on property. So I said, of course, unless there's an emergency and I have a 104 degree fever. I told him the other security leave sometimes in emergencies. It wasn't what he said to me. It was the sarcasm in his voice when he told me he couldn't go and get it for me. Oh, well, looked at my phone and I see that my sister did her interview to promote her book. I watched it with a 104 degree fever, LOL. And it was actually kind of nice having a fever so high because I had to surrender to not caring. Uh, so what's the reason that I just, her security it keeps leave? going. Okay. Continue. Uh, apparently he was sarcastic about it saying that he could, uh-huh. um, she said, I just couldn't give a fuck, but my head hurts so bad. Um, of course I'm a drama queen if I get sick. So I thought I was dying. Um, I'm not even joking. My body had chill bumps everywhere. Like I was freezing yet. My body was extremely hot and I couldn't move. Um, kept going on describing the sickness. Anyways, the two things that did bother me was that my sister said how my behavior was out of control. Her sister, I don't, do you know who her sister is? No, Simon uh, Spears. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. Mm. Uh, did you ever watch Zoe 101? Yeah. The main actress in there. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, so apparently, like, she was also contributing to the whole toxicity of being controlled. Um, so she said, uh, anyways, the two things that did bother me that my sister said was how my behavior was out of control. She was never around me much 15 years ago at that time, so why are they even talking about that unless she wants to sell a book at my expense? I assume she's talking about um, in, I think it was 2007, um, when Britney Spears shaved her head and kind of uh, got admitted to a mental hospital and all that sort of fun stuff. When everybody thought she was absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she said... Uh, where the lady mentioned, oh, what? None of these connect at all. Hmm. If you were me, you might, uh, yeah. So then it was really then where the lady mentioned, why did she accuse you of doing remixes to her songs? I know it may sound like a silly thing to most people, but I wrote a lot of my songs and my sister was the baby. (laughs) She never had to work for anything. Everything was always given to her. Okay. Uh, if you were me, you might understand asking for 13 years for remixes to go into a small venue show and on tours. Uh, 13 years later, they assigned me as the mother of all, heart of gold. Brittany's sitting there seeing a 15-minute perf- performance of everything I've ever wanted. But see, I always was the bigger person. I don't really understand what this is going on about. I understand the whole sickness thing and complaining about her sister. Because she was saying up? her sister. What? What did you pull up? It's just a bunch of, it's like screenshots of her notes, but it just like, it starts going on in sentences that I don't really understand. You said Um, it was a Twitter post, right? Yeah. What is the title of the Twitter post? There's no title. It's just the pictures. So then um, it keeps going on. Um, Oh, she asked her sister why she did that uh, when she knew she was waiting to change something. And her only words was it wasn't her idea. And she says, hope your book does well, Jamie Lynn. I won't be doing Instagram for a while. The media, this business has always been extremely hateful to me. This all makes sense now. I've given enough. I was never given back ever what I want. They say in the Bible, ask and you shall receive. Uh, Not in my life. Just like my family, I asked security for a leave as I laid there with a 104 degree fever in bed and she and he told me no. My family ruined my dreams 100 billion percent and tried to make me look like the crazy one. My family loves to pull me down and hurt me always, so I'm disgusted with them. Um, so basically, she's talking about how, like, even after the conservatorship ended and everything like that, mm-hmm. she's still being treated, like, terribly. Um, not only by the media saying that she's, like, crazy now, because um, I can understand where she's coming from, as well as, like, the media is trying to get, like, clicks and everything. So they say, Britney Spears is oh. in Spain because insane because she can't... Uh, 
she she's so sheltered in the past 15 years she doesn't know like normal social yeah. interaction well not only has she not had her own opinions or her own choice of actions for the long period of time where she was being controlled but because she's been like that this whole time she may seem like she's way more crazy or free now that she doesn't have that yeah um uh, especially now like I, I don't think a lot of media and social media and everything like that and a lot of people aren't used to seeing how she is normally and this um doesn't happen to the normal person so it's exactly. the highlight of the media kind of driving her crazy i'm not saying that she is crazy but like if you had a bunch of people just i don't know like imagine just being trapped for like 15 years in your own little bubble and you're not allowed to do anything and then all of a sudden you have like the, the whole world just has free reign on you i think i'd start to like be a little impatient and act a little irrationally which i don't think she's really acting irrationally necessarily because i've seen a couple of tiktok videos um, that she's uploaded since she's allowed to have her own social media now. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like she's acting badly, but you can tell that she's a little awkward because she's still trying to figure out, like... Human <coughs> interaction? Yeah, just, like, normal interaction with the media and having control over everything herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you haven't you hadn't heard about the conservatorship in, in well, detail. I, I heard all this story, but I hadn't realized that's what that me- word meant. Yeah, so in... F- on February 1st of 2008 is when she was placed under the conservatorship involuntarily. Um, and I assume that that sounds right. That sounds like it was just after like the shaving her head and all of that. Um, yeah, she was on uh, an involuntary psychiatric hold in early 2008 um, due to alleged mental health concerns. And there was initially a temporary conservatorship intended to last only a few days. And then it extended to a few months and eventually it was made permanent by this judge uh, Reva Goats and Gets, whatever, however it's pronounced. Um, How does it spelled? G O E T Z. Oh, who knows? Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure. Um, but she objected that about against that herself. Over the course of the conservatorship, a series of alleged abuses came to light as her conservators and their business partners exerted control over Spears' personal and professional life. So basically, that means like her conservators is her dad and her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, they were controlling her. A bunch, <clears throat> but her her dad was the main one. Actually, no, it was her dad and her attorney. Um, so Jamie or James Spears and uh, Andrew Wallet. Andrew Wallet. Yeah. So they did a bunch of things against her input and against her, um, or without her input and against her wishes. Um, there wasn't a, a lot of public attention to the conservatorship until about 2019. Um, when her professional career and tours and stuff like that were put on hiatus due to a hospita- hospitalization of her father in January for a life-threatening heart condition. Um, mm. So even though she was pretty sheltered, like, um, socially, as far as the actual conservatorship goes, um, her dad was basically putting her on tours and having her do shows and stuff like that and then taking, like, 90% of the profits for himself. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. So he's basically just using her as a business. Yeah, he, like, used her as a puppet and was like, okay, go go yeah. sing, do your, do your little shows, and I'm going to take all your money and control your life. Um, so then uh, the most attention that it actually got, it, was, it went viral on social media first in April 2019. Um and then uh, went viral again on TikTok in July of 2020. And everybody knows now, 2022, TikTok, uh, anything that's, like, lightly scandalous, like, blows up. Yeah. And even people that don't have TikTok will find out about it on other social media. All <coughs> TikToks are reposted and sent in all different forms now. Oh, my favorite is when Nick sends me um, Instagram reels. And I'm <laughs> like, hey, I saw that on TikTok two weeks ago. Yeah. Usually happens that way. But... I'm not sure, so sure how much Nick spends time on uh, TikTok rather than Instagram. Probably not very much. <laughs> no, not very <laughs> much at all. Um, Nick is an acquaintance of ours. Yeah, who just happens to be in this room on the floor because <laughs> he doesn't deserve a chair. Um, <laughs> no, we just have three chairs and four people because Jordan's our producer behind the scenes. Um, a lot of this stuff would not be able to be done without Jordan. Uh, like the studio is on his property. He's running our audio and video. Um what a great and lighting pal. and stuff like that. A lot of this stuff would be significantly difficult without Jordan doing the job that he does. Um, yeah, but we also got our head start from Nick. Yeah, because so the other on. studio was in a in a room in Nick's house, which was which allowed us a space to record and everything like that, exactly. so that we don't sit 
in our bedrooms on Discord just recording into our phones. But people do that a lot. Yes, people do do that a lot, which is why we have this whole situation. It's because <laughs> everybody in the world is starting podcasts now. I scroll through TikTok and I'm like, oh, this TikTok dancer now has her own podcast. I don't know why. I watched episodes and I'm not going to name names, but they're not really the most entertaining. But the people who watch her TikToks are going to want to watch her podcast if they want to consume other content of hers that isn't just her doing dances. Well, yes, but my point is that now podcasting is getting so oversaturated that you have to kind of like work hard to set yourselves apart, which is already how it should be when you're doing any sort of content on the internet. But um, (coughs) it kind of can like, I guess not degrade. This guy needs a water. But lower somebody's interest. Um, in podcasts, if you're just like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. It's like, yeah, so does every TikTok dancer in the world. So does David Dobrik. But David, David, David Dobrik. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you have your TikTok following already, you already know that your podcast is going to do at least okay. Yeah, you'll at least have some people. Because you'll have your people watching your podcast or listening to your podcast as well. Yeah. Um, and then as far as, like, TikTok itself goes... Um, with recording the podcast is um, what I'm trying to do so that we have more outlets other than just the podcast because not everybody wants to sit for 45 minutes, an hour, um, two hours, however long it is Mm -hmm. because, you know, some podcasts go on for three and a half hours or a while. Um, uh, I'm trying to take – you've seen, um, like, (coughs) dear God, uh, sorry. You've seen, like, um, uh, what I'll do is if there's, like, a fun time, whether it's, like, 10 seconds of something – like, completely out of pocket that Christian says. Uh, happens a lot. Yeah. Um, or it's, like, a, a good conversation that lasts one to three minutes. Then I'll take that and I'll upload it to TikTok. Yeah. I haven't done that with the new rebranding of the, the videos or with of the podcast yet, but it is something that will be coming out, especially as we have guests. <gasps> I'm Ooh. coughing. I well, have hiccups. What the hell is not <laughs> going on with me? You keep talking about the, you know, old and older stuff we used to have. So maybe you could like throw in a couple of stuff here and there. Sprinkle old basement podcast. Yeah, either that or I'll put them at the end, like an end credits thing. Yeah, sort of thing. That um, works because we only uh, recorded what two episodes there because um, we did one that we deleted it because it was bad. Yeah, it was like a test episode to run all the equipment. Um, and then we had two other ones. Um, the first one I don't recall at all what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about. Christian who tried to buy a camera on uh, offer up for two hundred dollars, yeah, um, and got scammed or almost this got scammed. Guy was the most legit person I had seen though. <laughs> Don't get scammed, folks. Oh, thank that. you, Jordan. Appreciate that. Um, so, uh, talk about that. Oh, talk. Oh, talk about the camera. I see. Well. I mean, it is in our old podcast, but I'll just re- go over deleted. it again. Oh, okay, you deleted it. Um, we've I've wanted a camera for a while, so I got <laughs> I got this camera I, where I went on eBay to look for camera, and I went on where else? OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace. Um, eBay is usually pretty okay, reliable. But it was like a was, Sony A six thousand, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like one of the older ones. And there were ones that are closer to the no, same No, it was price. a 6300, because I remember I had a 6400, and I said yours was one model new, or that's right. older. That's right, that's right. But the thing is, the there were other cameras around the same price um, without other, you know, <clears throat> without accessories. Without, like, a lens and everything. Yeah, and that was also without a lens. That was just the body. Yeah. Because I already, already had a lens. But it was, like, $200 on yeah. there. And it was $200. So I was like, okay, this is at least a little bit cheaper than everybody else's which obviously he would do that because he's trying to get my money. So I went and I spoke to the person, um, but I when I messaged him on the thing, I read the description and it said to text him on a different number, which I guess should have been my first red flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it should have. But <laughs> but that was, that was the first time I had seen like something on OfferUp like that. So I, you know, I kind of just like, oh, okay, let me text him. And he, the guy texted perfectly, like no, no problem. Um, I think so his name was like Lucius Carrick or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So we had a really long conversation about how he wanted this, like how I wanted the payment and the shipping, and he was really pushy about how fast he wanted the shipping to get there, or the fact that I needed to pay first for the shipping, which I already knew was already messed up. So I just kind of kept going with it, um, because eventually he said he would ship. Um, 
he could ship it when I paid as as I paid. So I would I would have my shipping label, like when I when I paid. Oh, okay. So he made he'd be at the at FedEx. I think is what he said. Yeah. Anybody that starts to make it seem urgent is already a red flag. Well, yeah, but that was he said it was urgent earlier, so he could get there. But afterward, he was like so chill about it. I think we I even went on like the entire day without texting him until later in the afternoon when I was like, oh, I can actually like pay you at this moment. Anyways, he ended up wanting us, wanting me to pay through PayPal. And I think it was, oh yeah, there's like the goods and services and the, what, what's the other one called, John? Uh, it's either goods and services or like family and friends, basically. Friends and family. Or friends and family. So yeah. uh, for anybody that doesn't know uh, goods and services, you pay like an extra fee to make sure that you have like insurance for your money. So what you do is whenever, if, if you're not buying something on like a website, uh, you can pay, it's like a 1% fee or something like that. It's a really small amount. Um, uh-huh. But it's to make sure that you don't lose your money. And PayPal like outright says it. So if you pay just, you'd be paying $200 for this camera if he um, went with friends and family. But the thing with that is there's no extra fee. But when you actually go ahead and do that, um, then... If there's a scammer like this guy, then <laughs> um, and you actually get nothing in return, and you do friends and family as the payment, then PayPal says it's not. You did friends anymore. and family. You didn't do business. You didn't say you were buying a product. Not our liability. You're out of your money. So, thankfully. Oh, and if you dispute it with your bank, they'll shut down your PayPal account. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but anyways, I was this. Corey will send you to collections. To clicking on friends and family, until I had clicked on the. It's it's like it says more. Yeah, and then that's it. where you read it. So I read it, just because I don't know what brought me to the actually clicking on more to read it. Um, but then I had realized it w- it wasn't on um, friends and family. So then I ended up texting him again about the about the fact that I, I wasn't going to pay through friends and family because obviously I I don't want to get scammed. And he was like, "Oh, it's not a scam. Uh, would, how dare you call me a scammer?" And then he used like a Bible verse. <laughs> he used a Bible verse to tell me that. He wasn't a scammer. Because God says not to scam because, people. Yeah, God says not to He'll steal people's money. He'll get sent to hell. Exactly. So I I was so confused. Um, Which is already funny because, like, me and Christian um, and, and Nick were all raised, like, Roman Catholic. Yeah. So, like, that on top of it is just, like, <laughs> it's even more funny. Yeah. It just adds to it. Speaking of which, we can talk about how we play a different violin, where we play violin at... at um, Catholic Church Mass and stuff like that, but that's a different topic. Yeah. Um, the main, not the main reason why I know about friends and family, but some of my own experience with friends and family uh, versus, uh, like, PayPal business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, basically, like, uh, he, he paid for the business and then got his money back because the guy never actually accepted it. And then he submitted oh. requests for $200 yeah. from the guy every 10 so minutes. So then every 10 minutes I set an alarm so that I would send a $200 request from the guy so that I'd try to get my money back. Um. He never responded, but I hope I was, I hope I annoyed him at least a little bit. Yeah. As far as my own experience with friends and family versus like PayPal business. um, Oh, there's an additional thing as far as Christian story. I'll get to mine in a second. The guy says he was uh, located in what? St. Petersburg or something like that. Uh, Yeah. The guy said he was located somewhere in Florida. If it's St. Petersburg, we're in the Tampa area. So like maybe less than an hour away. So Christian was like, Hey, (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to do it online, but, like, if you meet up with me right now, I won't give you $200. I'll give you $800 for the camera. The guy never really met up. No. Yeah. Um, I, that was after I knew he was going to try to scam me. So I was like, I'll give you this amount of money to see if he would say something. To give you cash in person. Yeah. I'll Exactly. I'd pay him $800 or something like that, like that cash. Like, an outrageous amount of money for that, for, for us to meet up in person. Yeah. But he never responded, so I guess I just pissed him off. Yeah, as far as my personal experience with that, like I was trying to get to before, but then I got reminded of like your extra contingencies with that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was back in September, like the end of September. Um, well, the beginning of September, um, one of my dogs died. So then around, I have right. another dog who's very social and very dependent. So if she either doesn't have somebody to play with during the day or another dog to play with during the day, then she is absolutely so high maintenance at the end of the day and i've almost always had two dogs so it's usually just better for them to have a friend so after a few weeks um i started looking into getting another dog because great pyrenees dogs are my absolute favorite type of dog 
They're these huge, white, fluffy dogs. I don't know if you know what the, 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 yeah. the type they are. Yeah, I know what they look like. But they're great, and they're, like, super friendly, and they live, like, 10 to 12 years, which is longer than a Great Dane will. Yeah. Um, it's kind of short still, I think, for a dog. Yeah, kind um, of. Only by a couple she years, was, Mine was 13, um, but she was, like, a Chihuahua pit bull mix, but she had so many mm-hmm. things wrong. She's, she had, like, arthritis. Um, she started having uh, a heart disease and everything in the world, uh, started getting like cataracts in her eye. So she looked like Jordan's dog, foggy (laughs) and blind as hell, except Jordan has like a, a short dachshund or whatever, however you pronounce it. But, um, I was looking on Craigslist and, um, actual breeders websites and things like that. Um, which that's why I got into this situation. Um, I know people on Craigslist can try to like scam you sometimes, um, but as far as this one, this one was completely different because what happened was I went on to like a, a reputable dog breeding website where they'll, they'll send you it to either breeders or shelters. Mm-hmm. So I contacted this breeder saying like, uh, can you give me some information about your great Pyrenees dogs? Cause it said that you would have them available like this month or next month or whatever. So the breeder responded to me and said, I don't have any available, but, um, I do know of somebody that I gave a dog or that I sold a dog to that is uh, moving because they're in the medical field and they can't take care of them anymore. So okay. here's their email. Email them about it and see if – or tell them that you're interested and go from Pause, there. Pause, though. Who was the person – the first person you spoke to was – Was a dog breeder. Off of what? Off of, like uh, – there's this website called uh, it was two dog uh, it was it was two websites it was either Good Dog which is a, like a reputable breeding website which okay like they they only list like official breeders and everything like that uh-huh. um, or some other breeding website which is also like verified and everything like that so it was like a, a basically a breeder directory and then you go to this person's page and find their contact information there's a little email them button and everything so I emailed the breeder asking about the dogs so do you think that person Sent you over to the, well, you're going to explain, but yeah, that person sent you over to a scammer. Yeah. That person, um, gave me the The reputable person. Yes. Gave you a scammer. Yeah. The person on the breeder website, uh, sent me this. You try to get them fired. Continue with your story. Anyways. uh, Yeah. They, they contacted me and, or not, they contacted me. I got the, this email back, uh, from that breeder saying, I don't have any available, but, um, I sold a dog to these people, just a, a couple of weeks ago, or just like a month ago or whatever. Um, so it's still a young dog, but they need to rehome him because they're moving in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And they won't have time as well as they can't keep him in their new house. So I go and email those people, and they said that they had this dog named Max, which I was like, <laughs> that's Max. already a stereotypical name, but whatever. It was this little Great Pyrenees dog. Um, and they wanted, I think it was... Uh, either three fifty or five hundred. I think it was five hundred dollars for the dog, mm-hmm. and they basically said like, "What we'll do <coughs> is, uh, if you want to um, get the dog shipped, we'll do that. We'll send one plane, whatever." Um, that, that's a, a that's a normal thing. Jeez. Breeders do that all the time. Okay. Um, or figure something out, and then I um, I was talking to Jordan about it during the time because we were hanging out, like, looking at dogs in local areas and things like that. Like, one day we went to Fort Myers to look at dogs. That guy wasn't a scammer, the guy in Fort Myers, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Um, So with this dog, uh, they were like, uh, what we'll do is we'll take, uh, you'll do, like, 150 for the deposit, and then then you will send him. Uh, like send the dog and then you pay three fifty like the rest of the five hundred um once you get him and after you bring him to the vet and everything like that to make sure that he's all healthy and they were doing like the normal dog breeder questions asking like um do you have a good enough yard like do you think our dog will be happy with you and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff like do you have a family do you, or do you have a fenced in yard do you have a big enough yard where a big dog can well, play because they want to make sure that they're actually giving the dog to the right person right yeah or the scammer wants to seem like they're actually giving away a real dog yeah okay. Yeah, so then um, I uh, went through all those questions and everything like that, and um, they started getting impatient because my family wasn't really ready to get a dog, and I, I kept delaying, and I was like, maybe like next week or something like that. So they started getting a little more impatient, saying like, uh, do you really want this dog, or are you really interested in Max and all that? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, I am Max. interested. 
Yeah. <laughs> a little 12 week old Great Pyrenees dog, which I mean, like the picture, most of the pictures that they had were fine, but there was this one picture that didn't look like a Great Pyrenees dog. So it might've been like he was really young or they just found a stock picture online, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so then I told them uh, in an email, uh, I asked them in an email if they accept PayPal and they're like, I accept Zelle. And I'm like, uh, if you don't know, That's Zelle does transfer. not do business. It's only yeah. personal transfers. Uh-huh. Um, you'll never get your money back from them. Or like ninety eight percent of the time you won't. Um, so I I was like, okay. So um, I actually I, I told them I was like I can in, in order to minimize the cost I can fly to this state that you're going to. I think they said it was Iowa or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like I I fly standby because I have a family member that works for an airline. I was like I can fly there yeah. and pick up the dog and come back and that can minimize shipping costs. And then they're like, well. I wouldn't like to go down. I wouldn't like to not go down in the price because we have to pay, we have to compensate for his vet bills and everything. And I'm like, whatever. Um, so then, um, when they started saying like, are you really interested in max and all of that stuff is mm-hmm. when I was like, yes, I am, I am interested, but you, um, should understand, or you may understand my precautions that are being taken because of scammers online. And I said, uh, oh, no, before they asked, are you really interested in Max, was when I said, um, what I'll do is I will bring $500 in cash, fly to the airport, meet you there, and give you the cash in hand for the dog, and then uh-huh. I'll bring him back with me. So then they, they then they didn't really acknowledge that specific thing. They were like, are you really interested in Max? We're trying to find a, a home for our dog, like kind of like a guilt trip thing. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. So my response was like, Yes, I really am interested in Max, but however, uh, you may understand the precautions that I'm taking or how I may be a little bit hesitant as there are possible online scammers. And I was like, uh-huh. um, I was like, it's not a good thing at all when people try to scam dogs or, or, or scam people online for an animal that's they're trying to add to their family. So um, while I'm not accusing anybody of doing that, I would like to not be caught in a scam. And I never got an email back. So, so they Jordan, knew you already knew too much. Yeah, pretty much. I, I just never got an email back from it. So I was like, whatever, man. Well, the only other time I got scammed was... Um, that was pretty close, I didn't though. even get scammed there. Well, yeah, but that's... Um, Jordan was the one that gave me the... Well, I was going to, like... They gave me um, their email for Zelle or their phone number for Zelle. So what I did on... Uh, I was going to do uh, business on PayPal to send it to them anyways. But then Jordan was like, mm-hmm. don't even don't even mess with PayPal. Just tell them that you'll go well, with 500 in cash to the airport. Yeah. Uh, so it was Jordan's idea to get that done. Um, so I guess it was Jordan's uh, idea that I didn't actually go all the way to the airport. Yeah, but can can you imagine um, if you actually gave them that money, like what you just spend your money with no dog? Oh yeah, I'd be out one hundred fifty bucks. Happens all the time. Not to me, but happens all the time. Well, one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty low. Well, they said like uh, I said one fifty because they wanted to deposit before they send the dog. And then they would, I would, they asked me for three fifty, or they mm-hmm. would ask me for three fifty uh, after I get the dog. Well, to be fair, I don't really know how much a dog costs, but I know Great that Pyrenees that's dogs. If they're not like um, American Kennel Club registered and all of this show stuff, it, um, mm-hmm. then they're like, or if they are like registered with all this stuff, then they're like a thousand dollars, sometimes more. Um, but if they're not registered with all that nonsense, then most people sell them for like I don't know. $500 like I'm gonna pull up good dog right now which is not the I don't think it's the website that I actually found this person on um, and but let's see how expensive great Pyrenees are golden retrievers even though they're super common they are one of the most expensive dogs I swear I feel like it's because they're also really common a lot of people like them I don't know man okay so let's see applications open for somebody in lithia oh yeah 1500 to $2,000 for 10 week old dogs I'm not throwing $2,000 at a dog. I spent $5 on the current dog that I have now. And that's because I went to the uh, <laughs> Hillsborough County Pet Resource Center, which is fancy word for the pound, except yeah. they don't kill off dogs there. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I went there when we had this other dog that just died in September. Um, I got this one in October of 2018. Um so what uh, I went there because my dad was like, okay, so my mother has this policy. If an <laughs> animal goes in the house and it does not belong to somebody, then it now belongs to us. Us. Like the family. 
Oh. So if so it does, if if an animal comes into this house, comes into the house, yeah, and it's not yours because you already claimed it. Yeah, it could be, or a if it's cat. not like a friend's dog that yeah. is coming over or anything yeah. like that, and then it comes in the house. Now it's ours. It's now yours. So I use that to guilt trip her until allowing me to keep my snakes. <laughs> Anyways, um, as far as the actual dog itself, uh, my dad knows that policy because it's been what she has said for the last 10 years. She's like, if an animal steps a foot in this house, they do not step foot out of this house. <laughs> so um, then what happened is uh, I, my dad knew about that whole thing, so... Um, and how my mother gets extremely attached to dogs, but she, for a while, she was very hesitant about getting another dog. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, uh, we're gonna, or when my mother was not around, my dad basically had a conversation with me and he's like, so the pet resource center is doing a fostering program and you can choose after fostering if you want to keep the dog. And I looked at him and I'm like, if we foster a dog, the dog will not be going back, uh -huh. not because of my choice, but just because, because of the moms. family policy. Of, yeah. yeah, my mother. I'm like, <laughs> you think that we're going to foster a dog for six months and it's not going to stay in this house? And then he's like, I didn't say that. He's like, I'm just telling you to go to the pet resource center and maybe get some information about fostering <laughs> a dog. And I'm like, okay, I know what you're saying. So this is when I was, was when I was with Jenna. Um, I was dating this girl named Jenna. So what had happened was um, one Saturday morning, I woke up at like nine o'clock or eight o'clock or something like that earlier than I ever did at that time. Cause, um, because I, I, you would be up until like 4 a.m., but continue. No, because I would be working early mornings. At that time, I worked at JCPenney. Uh, so oh, I would be up at okay. four o'clock in the morning yeah. to work um, for stocking and stuff like that. So uh, basically what I did, uh, yeah, on, on weekends, I would sleep in. Um, because that would be when I actually had the chance to sleep in. Mm -hmm. Um, so then instead I woke up at like eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock and I was like, hello mother, I'm going out to breakfast with Jenna. I didn't go to <laughs> breakfast with Jenna. I went straight to the pet resource center. I said, Jenna got pissed at me because she wanted a dog and was not allowed to get one. Meanwhile, I was getting a second one. <laughs> but anyways, I got a dog, uh, or not got the dog. I went to the pet resource center and then they were like, um, for any dog that's marked ready to go, which means they have all their shots, all their surgeries already done, which mm -hmm. was most of the older dogs, which we weren't going to get an older dog. We wanted a young one. Um, it would, they would be ready to go dogs for $5. Um, the dogs that needed procedures done were $145, which is a lot cheaper than bringing it to a vet and getting them neutered and spayed and mm -hmm. all other booster shots and all that nonsense. Um, so I found this dog who was an absolute crackhead because I walked through the hallway <laughs> and this, and, um, basically the, the young dogs were like outside and like, um, the cages were probably about as big as like this wall to the end of the table near Christian. Oh, um, so, but there were multiple dogs in that one. There were probably like four or five of them and they were all like her siblings. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I walked past and she's like, basically jumping up and down and clawing at the <laughs> at the entrance which she still yeah. does anytime she wants to come in from outside which is the most infuriating thing ever when we, we just <laughs> bought a new house and we don't want her to scrape up the back door uh -huh. uh, so i was like okay i guess this one uh, really wants attention and all that so we'll take her out and see how she is as soon as we took her out and put her into like a playpen she was like super playful which everybody likes being playful with the with new dogs then like this dog's great but like you also need to be able to connect with the dog and all that nonsense. Mm. So I sat with her for a couple hours, and she was, like, the nicest dog. She's never gotten mad at, like, a single person, but she was taken from a place where she was raised with um, 22 other dogs. So 23 dogs That's being raised lot. for fighting. Oh. Um, 23 pit mixes, yeah. Yikes. Um, so she's not exactly – she worked fine with our other dog, but with some dogs that she doesn't know so well, she doesn't always interact the best with them. But it's usually, like, when she's on a leash, then she tries to fight sometimes. But when she's not on a leash, then she's usually pretty pretty fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got her, and she was, like, super nice. Um, and, yeah, and, then, and I forget where I was necessarily going with the whole, like <laughs> – dog thing i did the scam but, oh yeah, yeah. On the scam yeah yeah these dogs are two thousand dollars on here i paid five dollars for my little sewer rat dog and i call her a sewer rat because <laughs> like she acts like a sewer rat jordan calls her nutcase nala because she's absolutely insane and her <laughs> name is nala you're always screaming at her too <laughs> yeah i i have to tell her to shut the hell up sometimes because she's like she doesn't just bark she's a, has a very high-pitched dog bark for a dog that's 
what, four years old now. She's going to be four years old in February. Mm-hmm. Um, so still pretty young. But uh, I call her a sewer rat because my family has been negligent plenty of times where she has eaten so many things <laughs> that she is not supposed to. She's eaten chocolate before, which, like, oh. kills dogs yeah, that's super terrible. easily. But she's fine. She ate somebody's sandal, like my dad's sandal, <laughs> a piece of it that got stuck in her intestines, which was lovely for me to deal with. Because um, I was like, why is the dog looking at her ass when she tries to go outside? And they're like, oh, something's stuck. It'll be fine. Um, and then, yeah, so, uh, that's as far as like the whole dog thing goes. Um, in case you heard when I was talking about Christian's whole dog situation, we were, uh, talking about how, or not Christian's dog situation, Christian's camera situation. Um, so then what happened was, or not then what happened, but with a uh, Christian's camera situation and this guy being located in St. Petersburg, we're located in the Tampa area. And one of the things that the Tampa area is now most famous for is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Christian isn't really into football. So no. I'm going to give him the backstory on this. Um, today's January 13th in the past, not last Sunday, but the Sunday before that. So almost two weeks ago now, um, there was a football game between the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Jets. What had happened with that whole thing was uh, Tampa Bay was losing for a while, um, which apparently does not have anything to do with what happened, according to both sides of it. I think that has to do with Tom Brady. but No, because Tom else. Brady clutched up at the end of the game. Well, no, but he blamed himself for the beginning, didn't he? That's the only thing I know. Oh, I'm not so sure about that one. I'm pretty sure he blamed um, himself. I think anyways, all the continue. attention was taken away from uh, with something else. Yeah. So basically, Antonio Brown, he's a, he's a wide receiver um, for the Buccaneers that does not have a good history at all. Um, so basically he's a wide receiver for the Buccaneers. He was also on, um, within like two years, he was also on the Steelers, the Raiders and the Patriots and got fired from all of them. Yikes. Um, because of his conduct and how he has been. Yeah. So he has had a 12 year career and he has played for four teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers, the Oakland Raiders, the New England Patriots, and now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's been tossed around. Yeah, Yeah. Because of himself. Um, so basically what had happened was um, nobody knew what was going on during the game, but the man just randomly on the sideline took off his jersey and his I pads and everything and his undershirt, <laughs> um, set his jersey and stuff down to the side, but then threw like his gloves and his undershirt into the stands. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's like, uh, on a podcast later, uh, he was like, oh, uh, I was giving the people what they want. They wanted my shirt. But basically... <laughs> um, what some people were initially speculating is that in that game, he only needed like one or two more receptions to get like a 330 something thousand dollar like um, bonus bonus yeah. for each catch. So he was supposed to make almost a million dollars off of that one. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what people initially thought it was, was that he was benched right before that happened. So he wouldn't get, he only needed one more catch. I see. Um, so people were like, oh, if... I was supposed to make a million extra dollars off of one or two catches, and I was benched right before reading that or reaching that benchmark. Then I'd be pissed too. Um, mm-hmm. Then what happened after the game was um, the head coach Bruce Arians uh, was in a press conference and they asked him what happened with Antonio Brown, and um, he was like, "We're not talking about him. He's no longer a Buccaneer. Let's talk about the team that actually won the game." Uh-huh. Um, so nothing came clear that night. Then Pretty sure I also saw a meme of him standing out uh, waiting for a ride to yeah, leave because they he arrived in a bus, right? On the um, bus. They, they all went in a plane to New York, but uh, okay. he left separately from the whole team because he was no longer part of the team. <laughs> he left the team in the middle of the game, uh-huh. which I don't think has ever happened before in NFL, in NFL history. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there were, there were pictures of him mm-hmm. like sitting on the, on the side of the road trying to find a, a ride or something because Pretty he funny. didn't have one. Um, so nothing really came clear that night, but then the next day, um, he, it was either the next day or the day after he uploaded, uh, like notes, um, on Twitter and things like that saying basically, um, that his ankle was messed up, which he was placed on injured reserve for a few weeks due to his ankle. But mm-hmm. then a doc, multiple doctors medically cleared him and he was fine during practice for most of the time. He played like three days of practice before that game when he was cleared from like medical, mm-hmm. then he played most of the game. And then, according to him, um, his ankle was hurting a bunch, and he, like, dislocated it again and caused, and there was, like, some fractures going on. Um, 
So he told the coach, according, this is, again, according to him, he, he was like, oh, I told the coach that I can't play, and he forced me to play, or he kept telling me, like, if you don't play, then you're off the team. And mm-hmm. I said, I won't play because my ankle hurts. And then apparently um, Antonio Brown claims that Bruce Arians, the head coach, cut him from the team right there, like right on the sideline. Um, so then um, everybody's like, well, if his ankle was hurting, why was he doing jumping jacks running <laughs> off of the thing? Uh-huh. And he was saying like as well, he, he said that Bruce Arians did like this, like a chopping motion with his hand um, at his neck, like you're done. Uh-huh. And nobody, of course, there's no existent video on the planet Earth that has a video of Bruce Arians doing that. But like there's plenty of videos. It. Yeah, there's plenty of videos of Antonio Brown just randomly like standing all by himself on the sideline uh-huh. and just ripping his shirt off and running away. Yeah, um, There's plenty of videos of that, but none of the, him talking to the head coach. Um, so then um, uh, he was basically saying, like, oh, the coach doesn't care about my injuries. So now um, we're doing uh, – now, like, I don't want to be on a team that just doesn't care about my injuries. Mm-hmm. So um, he does a podcast the next uh, – a few days later – Absolutely no useful information came from that other than him talking shit about Tom Brady, which I'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. But before that, um, this girl that is like pretty well known on um, OnlyFans, I think her name is like Ava Luis or something like that, because um, I've seen headlines about it. Yeah, Antonio Brown uh, and Ava Luis. Oh, so like this girl was apparently known. It's a girl on OnlyFans and Twitter and all that who's been known for making, like, headlines before. Apparently, she was involved with the whole Kanye West, Jeffree Star thing when that okay. happened a few years ago, uh-huh. and now she's doing this. So people, some people suspect, suspected, like, maybe she's lying about this for attention for herself. But now it says Antonio Brown um, did comment on it and get revenge on her for outing him because, basically, she came out with, like, screenshots of text between the two of them where... Mm. They did the deed, but the oh. night before. Oh yeah, I think I saw a little bit. Or, of they, that or too. at least they like, or at least he was trying to, or something like that. Yeah. Um. But basically, like she, she got all that. Oh, and um, she snuck into. Um, thank you to Jordan for helping us out with this. He's giving some context that I was not uh, a little aware of, but I or did not remember. Um, apparently, he snuck her into the team hotel against all of their COVID <laughs> product protocols late at night. So, like, the dude already was... Um, Pretty what, wild. What is the word? He's he's already, like, bad behavior, uh-huh. history. Uh-huh. Um, what is the word? He was suspended. He was suspended for three weeks um, in NFL already for having a fake vaccination card. So he, he wasn't like Aaron Rodgers who said to the media, yeah, I'm vaccinated. The NFL always uh-huh. knew that Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated. Um, so he didn't get sus- uh, suspended. But Antonio Brown sent the NFL a fake vaccination card, and then they found out about it later. So he was suspended for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So the dude already ha- was known for going against all of their COVID protocols. And then he sneaks a girl into the team hotel? Yeah. Against all that? Yeah, things are, things happen, though, you know? Yeah. So um, it, it's just crazy because you've got that against him the night before. Um, and then... He went on the Full Send podcast uh, with the Nelk boys a few days later um, talking about everything. And in that podcast, he was brought up about how he's friends with Tom Brady. And Antonio Brown was like, if Tom Brady's my boy, why is he making so much money? And I have to uh, prove my worth (laughs) for my salary. And everybody's like, you have to prove your worth for your salary because you got um, suspended due to – not only the COVID thing, he was also suspended in previous years for um, the NFL has a personal conduct policy and he was in a, um, like a lawsuit or he was under, mm-hmm. uh, he, or he had charges against him for domestic well, abuse. If you can't, you need to bring yourself, you have to be good yourself so you don't bring in bad names towards the NHL because then the NHL turns into, you know, has its own. Yeah, exactly. So um, basically he, um, had that fun time with uh, domestic violence. Now he's got the whole COVID thing and all of this. It's like, you have to prove that you need the high salary or that you get the high salary because not only are you good at the game, but like you're doing really badly as far as like press goes and everything like that. But um, uh, one of the risks that people talk about with football is CTE. So a lot of people are saying like, maybe it's not his fault. A few years ago, there was a really bad hit 
um, that was done on him when he was in his original team, the Steelers, which he had no problem with for nine years. But then he got hit from um, one side and then hit in the head from another side. So his head, his neck like went back, and people are saying that's like the main um, injury that caused like CTE and caused him to start acting randomly. Because ever since then, he hasn't lasted on a team for more than like two years. Ever since that happened, so and he's been acting all sorts of different. Um, but now he's talking about how like I'm gonna get surgery for my ankle, and then next year I look forward to playing football again. And it's like the dude is one of the best wide receivers in the league. But I don't know what kind of team he's going to go on to unless they, like, really need, um, like, they're really desperate. Like, um, Christian doesn't know too much about the, the 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 NFL, but, like, Buccaneers obviously don't need him. The Patriots don't need him. All these mm-hmm. top teams don't need him, don't need him associated, as well as they don't need the extra cost of what he's actually going to be on the podcast. So, or, um, they don't need the extra cost of what he's going to be on their team because every team has a salary cap and all that. So I'm thinking, um, I don't know, maybe a team like the Jets because they just drafted a, <laughs> a guy out of straight out of college um, well, in the past two years. Who, had, who needs somebody with prior experience but can offer a cheaper price Yeah, for him to at least still have a job. Because he's going to have an associated name with him, well, like an associated history, which is not going to be good for the team. But he'll get like good... Um, metrics and things like that like he'll, he'll mm-hmm. get scores or he'll get um touchdowns and yards and everything like that and help the teams um but the thing with that is that you need kind of like a good quarterback with all of that so i'm thinking like past couple of years the jets the panthers and the jaguars have drafted quarterbacks um in the nfl draft at the end of each college year at mm-hmm. the end of each season so um maybe the jaguars will because they have like one of the top quarterbacks right now but their team did absolutely shit this year they fired their head coach so they have a few chances to get a new team. Um, but, yeah, we'll be seeing how that turns out within the next few weeks because – We can talk about that it on our – As it goes on. Other co- podcasts coming up. Yeah, as it goes on because, like, there's no chance that this story is anywhere near over because every day the guy comes out with something new. Like, two days ago he said he now regrets how he quit the Buccaneers. And I'm like, good job. So <laughs> it, it's obviously not anywhere near over. Um, but as far as that goes, we will talk about that in future episodes as the story develops. Yep. Um, as far as this episode, I think it's a pretty good second episode. I so hope you guys enjoyed this second episode with our new area. Yeah, absolutely love the new studio. I think it looks great. We've yeah. got new equipment that also has been running great. Haven't been having any problems. Yep. So lo- looking forward to the type of quality that we can produce now. Hopefully we'll see you guys uh, next week with John in Ohio. I unfortunately will not be there, but I will be seeing you guys in other episodes. So it'll be great to have everybody watching and everybody listening. Yeah, so next week we will be in Columbus, Ohio, and um, we will have a, uh, a guest creator there on that episode. So hopefully you enjoy.